You're listening to Soundside. I'm Mike Davis, filling in for Libby Dykeman. It's hard enough trying to make a safe space for female and non-binary athletes in sports that are typically dominated by men. That's what Skate Like a Girl tries to do. It's a nonprofit that teaches skateboarding to whoever wants to learn. Making that safe space means finding the funding, the location, the instructors, the equipment. But even when you put in the hours and energies to make all that happen, a bus can come smashing through the walls during one of your lessons. Here's Spirit Miska, Skate Like a Girl's Seattle program manager, who was at the space on Wednesday. Everything was normal. We had loud music playing. People were like chatting, skating, filming clips. And then all of a sudden the whole building shakes. The lights kind of sway above us and there's dust everywhere and it smells like dirt and we're all looking at the same spot at the wall and the bus just kind of appeared out of nowhere. The pictures and video from the accident are amazing. A King County Metro just busting through the side of the building, leaving swaying metal and exposed insulation. The bus's right tire was hanging over a skate ramp, but thankfully no one was hurt. According to King County Metro, the collision occurred after another vehicle turned in front of and cut off the bus. And the bus is still inside the building because it's unclear yet if taking it out would be safe. All this leaves Skate Like a Girl in a bind. Finn Bradbury, Skate Like a Girl's Seattle chapter director, says that for now, the organization is scrambling to piece together a way forward. Because we weren't sure if the building was going to get condemned or not, Spirit had to rally together a team of like 15 volunteers who just brought their personal vehicles and basically removed everything from the building. So currently all of our gear, our tables, pop-up tents, around 100 sets of skateboards, pads, helmets are just dispersed throughout the greater Seattle area in people's personal homes and garages, which is obviously not going to be a sustainable long-term solution. So. That's our big focus right now is figuring out how we're going to how we're going to come back from that. So is is programming still happening right now or has all programs been stopped? We have two different program locations. So we do programs twice a week at Altogether Skate Park in Seattle. So those we're able to continue doing. But our programs that were happening at the warehouse are paused. We're hopeful that we'll be able to find some alternative spaces. We've heard from a few folks, some like temporary options. We have like maybe a gym we can use for a week, maybe like renting a room out of a school. So, but as of right now, nothing has been solidified. We've moved one of our programs, a a two week long high school program up to Altogether Skate Park in Fremont. But other than that, the programs are just on pause until we're able to find a space that we can host them. Do you own the building or were you leasing it? Uh, We were leasing it. So um, the building owners, their daughter skates with us. And so we met them and they had this space uh, open and they are, they were letting us, letting us rent it. They actually were donating it to us. So we were super grateful to be able to have that space uh, as sort of a, a, a beta test for what it would be like for us to have an indoor space. And it has been just transformative for our community, but yeah, we're not the building owners. So Finn, my oldest daughter has taken programs from Skate Like a Girl um, in the summers, outdoor, at Jefferson, and it was great. And not only did she learn, but then she would come home and, and put me on a skateboard. But it was really cool, like, seeing that confidence of her being a new learner and then, you know, being confident enough to teach me. But for folks that are not as familiar with your programs as I am, 
tell us about how the program got started and why do you think it's important that young women and young non-binary people learn to skateboard? Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I love that your daughter has skated with us. So our mission is to promote leadership, confidence, and social justice through skateboarding. So our big focus is creating inclusive community and helping build confidence. And skateboarding is our vehicle for that. So we always say we're not out here, you know, training Olympic skateboarders. We're really about building that community, building that confidence. We actually started in 2000 in Olympia at Evergreen College. A couple of college students started it as a club. And they they were snowboarders, but they were like, snowboarding is not super accessible. So we're going to switch to skateboarding because that seems a little more accessible. So we've been around for 24 years and we've had many different iterations. But our programs are really transformative for youth because skateboarding has traditionally been a very white male dominated sport. There has not been a lot of access. It's been just sort of a hostile environment for folks who just haven't been traditionally represented. And we're out here trying to change that and trying to create more space. And we find that skateboarding is a really great vehicle to do that. It has a lot of creativity. There's a lot of overlap with art. It can be a really freeing space for folks. We see in our programs, we do have a lot of youth programs and most of our youth programs are all gender. So it's not just a space for girls and non-binary kids. We also think it's really powerful to have young boys learning how to skate from our mostly queer women and trans staff members, seeing folks like that in leadership positions and really it's normalized for our young boys in our programs we see a lot less of the like our name is skate like a girl because of that like was an insult folks would say like you throw like a girl you skate like a girl and very often kids ask us like why are you called skate like a girl and I try and explain that and they're like wait what they just like don't it's not something that's in the vernacular of kids today which is really awesome you've talked a little bit about what has happened since the crash but What can people do in the community if they want to come out and support? Yeah, definitely. So our big focus right now is trying to find that space. So we're really asking community to reach out to their resources. If folks have like we're we're pretty flexible, it could be, like I said, a gym space, a warehouse, some type of option. We've already had a few folks give us some potential temporary storage spaces, but we haven't found anything permanent yet and we haven't found a space for our programs. We have been asking the community for donations and folks have definitely come out, but also we are hopeful that King County Metro will help us make this right in some way. We're hopeful that they will be able to find us a space or they will be able to provide us the finances needed for us to pay for a new space because ultimately up until last week at you know 5 45 p.m we had our own space and then after this incident we uh, no longer do so we are very grateful for the community and all of their donations but we also don't want this to just fall on the backs of our community we're hopeful that king county will do something to make this right so we're asking folks to put pressure on the county keep talking about it keep encouraging them to use their resources whether that's like i said funding or space to help us move forward with our our programs because it is our spaces are an invaluable third space it's not home it's not work it's a place where folks can come and really show up authentically and be able to build community and that's true for all ages and all genders and we know that a lot of folks are grieving not having that and we're really hopeful that we can get that back soon without too much disruption to our community finn i gotta ask we've all seen the pictures of the bus inside the wall Is there any chance that KC Metro will just let you have the bus and you just cut it in half and make that a part of the skate park? You know, um, 
at this point, I I feel like I can't make predictions anymore because after this happened, I'm like, who knows what's going to happen next? But we were like, could you give us a bus so we can transport youth to our other programs, other locations? So we would take the bus for that if we have to drive kids up to Fremont or even down to Tacoma to a skate park. We, we might need some transportation. So, yeah, we'll see. That was Finn Bradbury, Skate Like a Girl's Seattle Chapter Director. Thanks for listening to Soundside. Don't forget you can listen live on KUOW 94.9 FM in Seattle at noon and 8 p.m. every Monday through Thursday or anytime online at KUOW.org or on your favorite podcast app.